Today's episode of Titus and Tate is brought to you by Discover and now a message from Discover about rewards. If you're a loyal credit card customer, you should be rewarded for your loyalty, preferably with something that's useful, like cashback match, for instance. Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Finally, rewards that make sense. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. On today's episode of Titus and Tate, the hardest working men in show business are back from vacation, Tate. Uh, I wish we had the Cam Newton. I'm back. I don't know why his voice was so weird when he yelled that, but I I think we are back. Lesser men would have taken longer vacation. Uh, Today is actually a great beach day in LA. Great weather. Oh, really? Uh, And and we are recording this right smack dab in the middle of the day, so I can't even go to the beach. I came Mm. here. That's how dedicated to my craft. I, I got a tea time at 3.30. So. <laughs> <laughs> I got my situation figured out. out. <laughs> so if if at the end of the show, I'm like, Tate, let's uh, let's talk about North Carolina bringing everyone back. And, and Tate goes, you know what? I'm good. No, we, got, we had a long <laughs> off season. Uh, it is the off season. We're going to talk about uh, some uh, some stuff that's happened since we've been gone. In case uh, you missed it. And we missed it. it. Yeah. Jay Wright retired. What? The GOAT. Wait, Somerset. what? Yeah. That the was best crazy. coach to leave the game this off season. What other people? <laughs> Jay Wright's farewell tour lasted uh, over the course of like ten minutes on Twitter, where yeah. someone tweeted he's considering retirement, <laughs> and, and it's gone, and he's considered it, and he's <laughs> retired. How about that? Uh, we'll talk about Jay Wright a little bit. Also, North Carolina, in all in all seriousness, yeah, in all seriousness, North Carolina brings a lot of guys back. The, the, all these all these uh, uh, announcements are coming through the pipe, and uh, Carolina's positioned themselves. To be the number one team in the country next mm. year. How does Tate feel about that? Mm. Very, way too early. I don't know how to win an Power offseason. Rankings. You know what I mean? Because North Carolina yeah. has never won an offseason in this media environment. So I'm not really sure how to act. Uh, it's a long offseason, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Have you, you have an the way, won. way too early offseason yeah. rankings, number one right now. Uh, maybe we'll talk a little bit NBA playoffs. I don't know. They're, they're, I, I was told when I sat down to do the show that they're going on right now. Yes, so they're I, I went ahead. I hit. I googled NBA playoffs, hit enter. Uh, I'm gonna share my thought. I'm kidding. I've been I've been watching. I've been Kevin Durant in. not having been, a good playoffs. No, ben Simmons having the worst playoffs. So, Desmond I mean. Bain, uh, native of Indiana, mm-hmm. is having a great playoff. Love Desmond. Bain. So shout out to him for that. Uh, we'll do a little uh, NBA playoff talk. Uh, we'll we'll see where else this thing goes. The off season officially here. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. All that coming up. But first, Woody Durham. All right, we are back from vacation. As I said, Kate, we are. Uh, we, we, there, there are no Ben Simmonses on the show. We uh, we do the job. We, we have yes, to we show um, up. <laughs> well, I guess he shows up now, but we wear, I guess, pretty normal. Clothes. Yeah, we don't try to stand out. Did you see the outfit the guy had on on the yeah. bench? Yeah, that is incredible. I I've never you, can I can I ask you this like because that. I'm uh, how much older am, are, am I than you? Five years, six years, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Like I'm. Uh, I've already gotten to this point with some of this stuff. <laughs> But um, I, I I sense a tinge in your in your tone there that that you're becoming an old man complaining about like what guys are wearing on the bench and the state of the game. Not guys. That. Do you feel like you're guy. getting old? Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just one guy. Am I? I mean, it's what you can wear whatever you want as long as you ball out. You know what I mean? If Daquan Cook was on the bench at Ohio State and had the exact same outfit as Ben Simmons, but he was had a back injury, I'd be like, who cares? I Bad like example because Daquan would. Su- no, I'm kidding. <laughs> 
But you know what I no, mean? No, yeah, you're right. Like you're right. I, yeah. he's not allowed to wear that outfit based on the fact that he does not even play. So we should have we should have like a uh, uh, some sort of tiered system where you get a physical every night before the game. Mm-hmm. Like even if you're not playing, you're out. Say take a guy like Kawhi who was out all season and he, he tore up his knee. Right? That was, yeah. That was ACL. It's hard to keep track of all the uh, reasons guys are sitting out in the NBA. Um, yeah, that was last playoffs. Yeah, he tore up his knee. So we know Kawhi isn't faking it, but. We also, we every single game, there needs to be like a physical done to assess the level of how much you're faking it. How much are you, uh, uh, I, I, you know, like how, how much are you allowed factor. to, yeah, yeah how yeah, much yeah. are you allowed to, to show out on the bench with your attire? <laughs> yeah. Well, how, yes. What, what is the drip meter? How much drip can I have based on my play? And figure out that th- those are analytics that I would like to see. Put algorithm. those numbers out there. Uh, Jim, what did what? Uh, th- am I understanding this correctly that you were at Coachella this weekend? Uh, yeah. What gave you that? <laughs> He's got his bracelets. What gave you uh, that idea? I think he just got here from Coachella. I did. He, <laughs> he just drove and got dropped off. Mm-hmm. I drove straight from Coachella. Um, first question. Seven hour drive. <laughs> First question. But I was still high the whole time. Why, how how did this come <laughs> to be? Like, why? In, in a word, why? Yes, good question. What? Why Coachella? Why? Burke and some of our mutual friends were going. Yeah. Well, okay, mm-hmm. follow-up question. What is Coachella, actually? Yes. What? It's just like a music festival? I guess. I didn't really know any of the bands. It was fun. You had a good time? a nice weekend, yeah. Who'd you go see? I always have who, a good Who time. stuck out to you? Who'd you see that you liked? Baby King. Was Kanye there? I didn't see that. No, Kanye, no, Kanye canceled. Swedish House supposed Mob- to actually be there? Yeah, he was. Swedish House Mafia, <laughs> I think it's fun. No, the weekend did. And Swedish House Mafia. I left. I was in <laughs> guy, bed. Guy went I was in bed thing. by eight. I was in bed by eight. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Well, what there's a, what the, a riveting the, Good job, Jim. It was great. I saw Danny good Coachella. Good Coachella up there, Jim. Danny Elfman was good. The guy who wrote the Simpsons theme and Pee Wee. Batman, Spider Man. The guy who wrote the Simpsons theme was at Coachella. Mm-hmm. What ha- Hans Zimmer played at Coachella once. Is, is it Pretty an all good. day deal? Is it is it like an all day deal or is it just like yeah, the, three days? So they're just all day, every day for three days. Music. There's music going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's like You've been. Yes. Well, I mean, I went one year, but uh, I don't go. You know what I mean? I had I a, uh, uh, I, I'm not going to name names. He would actually love it if I did name his name. Um, and you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. But I, uh, he's appeared on the show before. A mutual friend of ours told me he was unretiring from Coachella. And he was so excited this year <laughs> to retire. Because he's like, I, I, I assessed the landscape. I realized I was way too old for this. Mm-hmm. Your um, dad? But then, yeah. <laughs> but then he's like, the pandemic changed my... my uh, uh, just kind of how I view this stuff, and I realized I got to live while I can, and I'm un- I'm officially unretired. I'm gonna go to Coachella this year, and I was like, "Cool, man! <laughs> Congratulations! Congratulations!" There's usually, from what I've heard, from what I've gathered from the Coachellans that go, there's like a five to seven year window where you say this is your last year, uh, then you just keep coming back, and then you. eventually, I think you hit forty, you realize you're not twenty four, yeah, and then you say one more time, yeah, and then maybe that's the last one. Is this your last one, Jim? Was this your farewell tour? We'll see. Coachella <laughs> yeah, he's, we'll see. You should have dressed up as Coach K and gotten praised as you went around Coachella. I had the flower like in my hair, the flower crown. <laughs> Midsummer glow <laughs> sticks. <laughs> Big oh, vapor rub all over my face. <laughs> Coachella is the one thing that uh, is definitely one thing that we're you know in the Midwest. It's a punchline. Like if like yeah, the idea joke. of Coachella is mm-hmm. an absolute joke. Yeah, and no one would uh, even the people that. 
the the handfuls of people who might actually be flying across the country to go to that thing, like if they brought it up in conversation, they just get their ass kicked and mm-hmm. you know, no no one there's not a soul on earth that's like When did you first learn what Coachella was? In the probably like five years ago. <laughs> I I I am different from everyone else. Yeah. Like every like not I'm not I'm not I'm not saying I'm not like all those other girls or whatever, but uh, I'm I I am fully aware that I don't know what's going on and what's cool and whatever yeah. else. I don't want to speak for all the Midwest, but I learned of it like five years ago. And then every single time I would hear anybody talk about it, it was a joke. So then when I moved out here and people would actually talk, like I, I would just laugh. Yeah. Like people were like, yeah, Coachella's coming up this week. And I'd be like, <laughs> like no, what's, what's funny? I'm, <laughs> I'm going to Coachella. I, yeah. In I don't the know. South, we learned, I still don't fully understand. Tupac hologram was when we figured out what it was. That, that that's was Coachella. He wasn't there. He wasn't. I, well, I, think, <laughs> I, I did. I was like, Where, "When's Tupac's hologram coming on?" Michael my, Jackson. My problem with my problem with Coachella too is I always got confused with uh, Burning Man's another deal that's out here, right? Well, Burning like, Man is like an actual like uh, that's a real thing, like a heathen's paradise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just go down the desert with a bunch of people. Yeah, I mean that's that's something totally different. I think they'd be upset if you compare those two things. <laughs> It's, it's it's all ridiculous. It's all uh. Well, how how what what have you been up to? How, I've been a while since you've been on the show. What have I been up yeah. to? I've been watching a lot of basketball, NBA playoff basketball, playing a lot of golf, uh, which has been great. Shot seventy four, my low, uh, in my life. Um, last week, last Monday. Far old, dude. No, it's great. You're, you're, it was great. Tate reached a phase of his life where he gets he gets four hours of free time. He's using it on golf. Of course, it's amazing. No, it's great. And seventy four uh, is good though. No, it was it was a beautiful round, and I played with a random guy, and he was so invested in me and uh, my round. He became like my caddy, you know what I mean? So like, I hit a ball in the wood. Like as it was getting later in the round, you know what I mean? I started to get in my head. Like I was like break. I was like Roy McIlroy in 2011 at the Masters. I kept looking at the score, and I'm like mentally breaking yeah. down. The yips. I, I hit a ball like in the woods, and this guy's like. First, he finds my ball, you know, which I'm like, oh man, this is going to be trouble. And then he goes, a stranger, a stranger that I get paired because I, I play him by myself. Like it's an afternoon in the, the weekday. Yeah, no. And then he, he basically becomes my caddy for the round. He's like scouting out. He's like, you don't want to be right here. You know what I mean? This is my home course. I know where I don't want to be, but he's, he's invested and uh, got me a 74. I don't think I shoot that Dude, without him. Yeah, I was going to say this doesn't count as your personal record. Why? Because you had this guy help. I had a caddy. I had a caddy. Good guy. Your nominee. That is oh, strangers. Like yeah. trying to fight. Like if, if I'm playing with you and, and I don't know you. He signed my scorecard. <laughs> like he, he was. He was like people aren't going to believe you. So he signed the scorecard. If I'm playing with it, you it was pretty and I don't know you and you hit the ball in the woods, I just say sucks to be you, man. I'll see you up there. <laughs> he, he, <laughs> I'm not going to look in the woods. This guy beat me to the woods, That's and funny. he was he was uh, making it happen. So yeah, I mean, I'm playing a lot of golf. It's great. Did he like best sport in the world? As you walk, as he walked away, did he fade? Like just completely disappear like a ghost. Was he like Bagger Vance or something? No, he uh he was like a pro at Paso Roble. It's like another course up there, and he was like, you know, I like to play the other club corp courses, you know. So I'm just out here. And uh, last time I got paired great. up with a stranger, it was a guy who told me he was the John Daly of is the, is the Hooters tour the tour? <laughs> yeah, which is Ho- actually kind of wild that John Daly of Hooters. But uh, he, his he, son, by the way, John Daly Jr. or what? I think yeah, signed. That's what I mean. That's why it's deal. like it's it's. I never like made that connection. But he told me he was uh, he, he was like semi pro golfer, and yeah. he was well, he was he was incredible. The dude's out there. He he was he had a cigarette in his mouth the whole round, the entire round. Um, <laughs> like as he's swinging, Respect. he's got to sit and he's yeah. just sticking darts on on every. It was it was one of the most incredible things I've ever seen because uh. Um, that was the last time I got paired with the stranger, and he and he was doing the same thing where he's like kind of caddying for me, and he's telling me to, 
and and he's he uh he would give me reason. I'd have like a long putt. We're playing a a, a rustic uh, canyon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know like of huge course. greens. They have like clown show greens that are just like massive. But then it's, it's like yeah, all these. So he he'd come over and be like, "Let me see what you got here." And he just drop the ball. He'd be like, "What I do is this right here." And he's got a cigarette <laughs> yeah. in his mouth and he'd smack it and then just stick it like an inch from the yeah. cup. And I'm like, "Are you shitting me? Dude, this guy the best." It was a fun round. <laughs> uh, should we talk about basketball? What's going on in the world? Jay Wright retired. Should we start with that? I feel yeah. like that's the big news that we missed. That's the big... Uh, that's what everyone was waiting. Like, you know, when that happened, people were like, emergency, emergency podcast. podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And I... I That was never going to happen because I was... I was, <laughs> I was playing golf. <laughs> I was you like the four beach. Coors Lights in yeah. on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, for some reason, I, I felt a disturbance in the force. Mm. And uh, I'm at the beach just enjoying myself. And I go and grab my phone and I have a couple of My brother texted me. I think my dad texted me too. Like, Jay Wright. My, my dad is, I, I, I've said this before. My dad's the king of no context text. <laughs> where he just puts like, Jay Wright, exclamation point. No context point. is a great show. Yeah. I'll just, I'll, I'll just get texts from my dad that say, Jay Wright, exclamation point. I'm like, is, did he die? Like, yeah, did he, what, what, happened? what happened? Did he get a five did, star did in the five? portal? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is he coming to Indiana? Is like, my dad, did I miss that? Did Indiana just hire Jay Wright? Um... <laughs> So then I check and uh, I, I have that moment of, uh, you know, like a five minute window where I'm like, do I need to, do I need to, to fire off uh, some tweets? Do I need to fire off my take? Do we need to do an emergency podcast? Um, and then I decided, no, we don't. I think we enjoy the office. Tate. I think yeah. finding a good work-life balance is important. I think Jay Wright, and I think he wouldn't have wanted us. That's to. what he would have wanted. Yes. Jay Wright is proving that like what he would want us to do is find the work-life balance, which is why he's stepping away at 60 years old. And uh, that's why I cracked open another Coors Light. I toasted Jay Wright. <laughs> and I said, this one's for you, coach. Yeah. We'll cover it in 10 days when we do another show. Yeah, exactly. We'll talk about it, you know, at a leisurely pace, just like he would like. And at the end of the day, at the Final Four, a friend of the program who is tied to the Villanova program uh -huh. told me, mentioned to me, he said, Jay Wright might leave. He might retire. And so Tate knew this one, too. No, 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 no. And it was so far-fetched in my mind. I never even said anything about it because I was like, that is ridiculous. Jay Wright is the king of the mountain. Yeah. And there's no way that he's going to leave college basketball in a year that Coach K is leaving because it's no doubt about it. Felt, it felt he like would the be, path is like yes, opening up for exactly. Jay Wright to now dominate the sport. Exactly. With, with Coach K out of in the way. In another final out of the way. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's gone. So what did, when it became official and he did the, the, the news was official. Told as you I said, so the, the, what I got. The, the, <laughs> It was funny because my dad says Jay Wright. I go, I go get on Twitter, and it was like a uh, uh, a mixture of uh, it was like he's considering. Jack. No, no, it was oh, like before. It was like yeah, yeah, at yeah. the start, it was like breaking news. Jay Wright is considering the idea of maybe retiring, and I was like, oh, but first of all, they're not going to put that out there unless he's probably retiring. Yeah, but um, I I found the language interesting. That it was like he's considering whatever, and I was like, well, I don't know, maybe he'll have a change of heart. Maybe it's like Coach K with the Lakers. He was considering it. Mm -hmm. he, he really thought about it. And then ultimately, he got talked out of it. I mean, there's so, rumors that the Hornets are thinking about Coach K. <laughs> stop. Uh, so, stop. Can we please stop? Okay, stop it. Okay, Put back it over to Don't do this to him. Um, so, I, I thought, like, at first, I was like, oh, so there might be, a, maybe he's doing this because he wants, like, Villanova people to talk him out of it. Is he doing this for a pay raise? Like, it doesn't mm -hmm. feel like a Jay Wright move, but I don't know. People surprise you. Um, and then, like, 10 minutes later, I was like, yep, there it is. Yeah. He's, uh, he's definitely retiring. I was shocked. You were shocked, I take it? I was shocked. Yeah. Okay. John Rostein said, Jay Wright told me he is going to retire. Yeah. <laughs> 
from the game of basketball, even though a video had just been posted with Jay Wright telling all of us. But uh, yeah, I mean, I was shocked. I, I, like I said, I had this like planted in my mind. It was incepted in my brain that it could happen. And then when I saw that, I was like, wow. So Jay Wright really was, like you said, he, he was just like, I'm done with this. I, I have seen That's- everything. I've seen the mountaintop twice. Mm-hmm. I have come back down. I have climbed back up again. And I look around and I say, who am I doing this for? My resume is set. I'm a hall. He just went in the Hall of Fame in 2021. You've checked all the boxes that you wanted to check. When he took over at Villanova, they hadn't been to a Sweet 16 since 1987. So it was something that like, it wasn't. That's true. Yeah. So, I mean, the guy literally came in and was like, I know we're national champions. I know we're Villanova basketball, but let's shoot back up. And then, you know, takes them to what? Four elite eights, three final fours, you know, two national champions. You know, you start doing all the math. You're like, this guy made them a blue blood, maybe lowercase blue blood. But at the end of the day, they're in the conversation as a blue blood. And they used to be. David versus Goliath when we had Georgetown taking on Villanova and it's all because of Jay Ray. My my initial reaction was he must love Colin Gillespie more than I realized. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I can't do it without Gillespie. I can't do it. I just can't do it. He, or, or he hates- very similar to Psycho T, Tyler Hansborough, because a lot of people were like, yeah. Roy Williams, can he coach again? Because yeah. without Tyler Hansborough, what is it? Or he hates Archie Diacono. <laughs> not, not Ryan, Chris. He hates Chris Archie Diacono. He's like, yes. you're the next little, one little up. Arch. Yeah. He's like, you're next one up. I've seen you play enough. Uh, I can't do that. Not my tempo. <laughs> I gotta get out of here. <laughs> um, no, my respect for Jay Wright could could uh, not be any higher for how he chose to go out, which is to say that he just on a Wednesday just let the the news leak. But but th- then the question becomes: uh, If we're gonna talk about Coach K, a man who did respect his recruits, does, does Jay Wright not respect his recruits? Ooh, because he didn't give him a heads up. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're not five stars, you know what I mean? And they're not building generational wealth because right. that is what Duke is providing these kids, generational wealth. Right. Um, so maybe it's not the same stakes. <laughs> so that's why Jay Wright did not actually... They're not actually... Recruits. His recruits aren't real people because uh-huh. they're not five stars. Exactly. They don't matter. Yeah, they don't, yeah um, they don't have that potential. But for him to go out this way uh, and and to be, you know, to be in the prime of his career, I mean, I, I don't... I don't think that's in, in in dispute, is it? That he was this this last five year stretch he's been on is, is no. He the, literally left the game. The high, yeah, on on uh, he he lost. I mean, yeah, but final four. But, but I know what you mean. Perceptive wise, you know what I mean. Like well, the, the second K retired, everyone's like, yeah, Jay Wright's Jay the best, coach best coach in college, in college basketball. basketball. So he left the game as the best coach in college basketball. And Kansas fans, I mean, they're going to yell Bill Self from the mountaintops. And I think Bill Self now now he is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're <laughs> right. <laughs> um. But to do it in a way that like like college basketball coaching and Mike Krzyzewski taught us this. <laughs> Jim Beheim is going to continue teaching us this for the next 25 years. Um, it, 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 Tom Izzo is teaching us this. Uh, not, not that I'm calling for Tom Izzo to retire, but also at the same time, like there's, there's, there's an idea as, as fans, as uh, people that are, that are really invested in this stuff and you observe the way these guys behave that um, they, they, they know nothing else. They can't step away. This is, yeah. this is, this is a, a uh, I mean, for God's sakes, like I, I know that's it's loaded to mention this name, but it's the first example that came to mind that Joe Paterno, uh, when he's no longer the coach at Penn State and he died like five months later. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> like the identity the, was Yeah, like his entire, yeah. obviously other stuff going on that may or may not have uh, stressed him out and added to his his demise. But uh, th- that's kind of how we view and Bobby Bowden, same sort of deal. Like, you're just going to yeah. coach till you're a million years old. Why would you step away now? Why would you ever... And for Jay Wright to be like, I am extremely rich. I, I've I've done everything I need to do uh, to, to, to prove to anybody that I can do this. Um, I the, the the timing is interesting, just in the sense that like, 
I, I, I don't know what exactly the motivations were behind. Was it just turning sixty and you kind of have like that crisis of like, oh damn, that's uh that's older. That feels a lot older than fifty nine. I think there's some um, personal stuff too. That yeah, I think he's tending to. So I mean, I, I think it. I think it's more of life than basketball. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's it, 60, like basket. It seems like just a basketball decision, but it's a it's a larger. It, sixty still feels pretty young to me. Like that that was the part of it too. It's like I I I I don't. The, the guy can make his own his own call and everything else. But like if. It, I would have, for me, like in, in observing this, I, I thought this is a, a something that maybe even if you're someone that's like, I got to find the work-life balance. I got to find, I got to explore other things in my life. I don't want to be a guy who dies on the sidelines. I still feel like you retire when you're 65 or 66 or mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So even then, even factoring that in, it still felt extremely early, which is why I think it was such a shock. Uh, and I'm a guy who has very openly and will continue to very openly let everybody know the second that I make millions of dollars, I am retiring. I don't care if it's next week or <laughs> in 40 years, whatever it is. When I have the financial means, I am done. I do not do this for the love of the game. I do this for money. I do this for fame. I do this for adoration. What are you, Ben Simmons? And, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> What's and I do this for clout. And these are the only reasons I do this. So when I have all those things secure, I'm out. I'm out. Ben uh, 10, I'll see you in <laughs> 10 years. Quick break to get a word from our sponsors. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other private eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. That means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you instantly are protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com slash Titus. And use promo code Titus and claim your 70% savings today. That's I-P-V-A-N-I-S-H dot com slash Titus. Also want to talk about our friends at Coors Light. It is a hectic time of year between weddings, graduations, spring sports, all sorts of other stuff you got going on. Maybe you're golfing like Tate is and you're, uh, you're, your stroke isn't as smooth as you want it to be. You're, you're, you, you, you shoot a 79 and you follow it up with a 89 and you can't make sense of it. It's hectic. So you, you're saying, I'm swinging the club the exact same way. What's going on? I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, all I know is that it's a hectic time of year, Tate, and it's, it's very busy out there. Sometimes we forget to just take a second for ourselves and grab a beer that's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lager, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Boy, I'm so excited for this offseason. This is the first offseason where I'm really, I'm really focusing. This is this is a this is my personal pledge to our listeners. I'm focusing on chilling. Mm. I I am not a Kevin Durant fan at all in any stretch of the imagination. The one thing that Kevin Durant has done well in this life is uh, make his Twitter bio. I'm me. I do me, and I chill. Yeah. And I think uh, I will tip my cap, give credit where due, Tate. That I am going to make this a an offseason where I chill the most, where I am I am just trying to to to. I'm going to drink a lot of Coors Light is what I'm saying. I'm going to the beach. If, if, if you live in, in the LA area and you want to uh, have some Coors Light at the beach with me, hit me up. Let's make it happen. 
When I need to take a second for myself, I reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash TNT. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Also want to talk about Discover with prices soaring at the pump. Discover has your back with cash back. Use Discover to earn 5% cash back. At gas. Is that true? 5% cash back at gas stations and Target now through June on up to $1,500 in purchases. When you activate, we know every dollar matters right now, but you can count on us. Get up to $75 cash back this quarter with Discover It card. Limitations apply. Learn more at discover.com slash rewards. As we talk about Jay Wright, can we just go ahead? You mentioned Coors Light earlier. Can we give him the king of the mountain now that we're back? Can we Can we? Oh, yeah. Can we crown him the yeah. king of the mountain and yeah. uh, give a shout out to Coors Light? And that is the one that I choose when I need to unwind. So when mm-hmm. you want to hit reset. Reach for beer that's made to chill. You mentioned millions of dollars. There you go. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash TNT. Please celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like that's the the final homage that we can pay to Jay Wright. He is the king of the mountain. He deserves yeah. to be the king of the mountain. And I saw him throwing out the first pitch at the Phillies game with the new head coach, Kyle Neptune. And he looks like that's a happy the, camper. That's you know the I mean? phase of... Uh, I, I, I mean, I, I want the best coaches to coach college basketball. Like, I, I'm not asking for time. We lost two good self. ones. Yeah, <laughs> we lost a lot of good men out there. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want these guys to retire, but it, it, I think, because uh, like Jay Wright retires, and and from my, from where I was sitting, Tate, it felt like there, it, 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 it was a launching point of discussions about like why is he retiring and why, why did Roy Williams just suddenly retire and and um, Coach K finally choosing to step down. Is this uh, an indictment on where college sports are as a whole? And then, mm. like that discussion starts happening about the transfer portal, name, image, likeness, and maybe we can have that discussion if you want, if you're if you're so inclined. <laughs> um, so then, so then there's there's this idea that like losing these guys, these titans of of this game that have 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 been around forever, and and if you're you know if you're in college now, you don't remember a time when Mike Shashevsky and Jay Wright and 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 Roy Williams and Jim Beheim and Bill Self, and on down the line, all of these guys have been in the game forever, and now they're they're slowly one by one stepping away. Is this good for the sport? I think it's great for the sport if you have a situation like Jay Wright where he steps away. It, it was great for the sport to have Roy Williams like at every North Carolina game, and he's exactly. like their biggest cheerleader. And that's what Jay Wright's that, gonna do. If that's what like is next, if 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 the next wave of college basketball is guys retiring early to then be cheerleaders for the programs that they help build, that's pretty sick. Yeah, and I like that. Me too. I'm a fan of that. Me too. And I think that's a good thing. And I think that a lot of people were trying to shame Roy Williams uh, during the season being like, why is he hovering over the program? Why is he doing this? Why is he doing that? And then Roy was like, I have to pull away. I won't even go in the locker room because I don't want people to say that stuff. But I think in the end, because of the success, a lot of people kind of wavered on those opinions or whatever. And Jay Wright's going to be in the building. He's going to be in the community. He already said he's going to be around. And I want to see Jay Wright. And I want Jay Wright to be visible. I want Jay Wright to be on television. I want him to do and be an ambassador for college basketball because we love Jay Wright. You know, I don't want to lose Jay. Jay we Wright. love you. Jay, when you come work for Fox, because you're probably good. Let, let's Fox be honest. We, we know where Company this is man. going. Yeah. Jay's, Jay's coming to work for us. Come on the show, Jay. Is he our new Steve Lavin? He is. That's what I was going to say. He's taking Lav's spot. I don't know if that's true. Shout out to Coach Lav, by the way. I have not talked guy. to I have not talked to anybody at Fox about this, but uh, no. But we're gonna recklessly we, speculate. We're, we're gonna recklessly Jay Wright to Fox. Jay Wright to Fox is and then the done deal. Then on our show, as part of the deal. Remember how Andy in his contract he had like appearance. He has to appear on Tyson Tay, which is hilarious. I want that in Jay Wright's contract. Jay Wright's at least contract. One, Fox one appearance. Uh, 
uh, when when Fox, I said Fox like it's like John Fox is <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, Fox. What's up, Fox? <laughs> hey, Fox. Hey, hey, yo, Fox. What if it was Jamie Fox and he just <laughs> ran Fox? Shout out to John Fox, by the way. That I uh, great coach. I was thinking of a Fox, and that was the first one that came to mind. That's a big win for him, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. That well, I didn't think well, of Red Fox or Jamie Fox. But the, he has the he is spelled proper Fox. He doesn't have the extra That's X. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Michael um, J. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about Michael J. Wow. I didn't think about that's Michael. the number one. Fox. My mind went to John Fox. Uh, oh, if if Jay Wright is taking Steve Lavin's job, mm-hmm. he, he has to come on our show. Facts. Constantly. Facts. It's like uh, he has you know to, how close Coach Lav and I were. I mean, we're LinkedIn for life. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I need Coach Wright to have that same energy. I, we need to bring him on. He needs to wear a uh, Nike track suit, kind of like what Lav did and just. So uh, sit down and let it out. Does Lavin take the Villanova job? He's the, the San Diego swap? coach. Yeah, he's at San Diego. We weren't <laughs> Jim. We weren't calling for like, Jim. Did you think that like Steve Lavin was Here? was gainfully over there. He's gainfully yes. employed by Fox. And we were, we're like, calling for him. Exactly. No, he's a head coach. Just looking out for him. Thank you, Jim. Can you imagine doing that? Like saying that. Uh, like say Jay Wright, like calling out a guy in media that has a job, and, and saying like saying Jay Wright, fire that man and put Jay Wright in a mm-hmm. spot, dude. I think you should, what an asshole. I think anyone that, that does that should probably just give up their spot. <laughs> <laughs> you first, buddy. Um, speaking of recklessly speculating, uh, why why do you think? I know Jay Wright's done like a thousand interviews and he's made it perfectly clear why he's doing this, why he's stepping down. Yes. But let's ignore all of those and discuss why we think Jay Wright is. Do you think it's a transfer portal? Do you think it's name, image, likeness stuff? What do you I, think I heard it was because he couldn't redshirt players. Uh, mm, that's what he wanted to do. <laughs> you say that jokingly, but hearing you say that, uh, <laughs> there's like a little nugget of truth in there. No, not not with Jay Wright, but just oh, in general. Like, yeah. is there a program that like can you redshirt guys anymore? No, I don't think you can. No, I, mean, I don't. You, I really, you can I, red, I really you can redshirt like a Luke May type. You know what I mean? That kind of is a preferred walk on for, for. You could redshirt yeah. guys uh, that uh, the the Indian example might be uh, uh, Anthony Leal, who's mm-hmm. like a local kid and grew up loving the Hoosiers. And if 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 Mike Woodson with Anthony Leal was like, we need you to become a manager this year and not actually be a player. That's what we think is best for the team. He'd be like, whatever you need, coach. Like, I I, yeah. I just love the Hoosiers. I love the candy stripes. Those are the, I'm here to help. Yeah, those like, are the red shirts. I think you can redshirt those kids that that just like would do anything it takes to play on these teams. Mm-hmm. But I, it, you, you were joking, but I just thinking about that in the moment, like I'm like, yeah, I think, I think the red shirt's dead now. I don't, I don't know how you can redshirt guys. And, and not have some other coach say, I'll pay you $50,000 yeah. to come here and play. I mean, even if you don't get redshirted and you don't play, you're going to get recruited off teams. We already see that. Yeah. I mean, there were guys on Carolina's bench, I won't name, that did not play in the championship game or in the Final Four that were getting six-figure offers to leave. Yeah, Kerwin Walton. I, oh, there you I go. could I could see the right. I mean, I I I was recruiting him to Ohio State when I after <laughs> yeah, when the DM'd Baylor. <laughs> dude, I was watching the Baylor game. I was te- I was I was dealing with Kerwin Walton during the Baylor game as Carolina's throwing it all over the floor. Uh, you know you'd see the court in this game. With every that. every yeah. second of the second half, you're like, man, if only Carolina had more guards out there to, to help <laughs> to, to help bring the ball up the floor. Yeah, where can and, they find uh, these guards? Where can they find these guards? I'm, I'm How do I Kerwin? Ohio State, do it. Um, the portal. So what? 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 The portal and uh, uh, name, image, likeness, and this this current state of college basketball that has uh, 
it, it's a good seminal moment to get out. It, it's like either adapt or or leave. Yeah. Yeah, what I was going to say, what it's done to me, though, is I definitely can't bring myself to care that much about, like, the first month of the offseason. Like, the, the this this uh, th- this period we're in right now where, you know, the, the Carolina guys are saying they're coming back, and that puts them at probably number one preseason. Um, mm-hmm. Now, these guys, these guys are in the portal, and these guys are, are the, basically all the, the fluidity of everything. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think the last couple years, I've been... Um, I, I've tried to get into it in the way like the 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 NBA people get into their free little free agency, agency period. Yeah, We're yeah. like, oh my god, this is crazy. This league, in all caps. <laughs> um, but I realized this year, I think this is the year where I'm out on it. Not not in like I want them to change the rules. I'm out on it as a consumer of the content. Where I'm just like, dude, just call me like when it's set. Just tell me when it's set. Yeah. Tell me when you have your team. Then I'll I'll pop in and I'll see what you got there. But like, I'm I'm not interested in the uh, where's Terrence Shannon going to go? He's in the portal. Michigan's looking like a. Like a contender, but Carolina don't don't count out Carolina and maybe like Kentucky at the last second. What's what's Kentucky's <laughs> roster spot like? Well, they do have the the four guys, and if three of them stay in the, the draft, but the fourth comes well, then, back, and then you got to keep then, up with scholarships, dude. I like who yeah. can do all that? I don't. I and, and even if you could, why would you want to? Is my question, and that's yeah. that's where I realized I was at, where I was trying to follow all the stuff going on, and uh, and I think ultimately that's where the the old people that are complaining about this this new iteration, I. I, I a lot of the arguments are framed around like playing for the love of the game or whatever, or uh, if you start paying players, then it's just going to be a pay to play deal where whoever's got the deepest pot. All those are the. I, I ultimately think it comes down to this: the people that are complaining the most about the current state of college basketball are like me and are just too lazy to like follow all of the people, all the players. It's just too much going on. Yeah. It's too hard to consume it all. When I saw a power rankings of the the transfers that are in the portal, and then I saw that there were fourteen hundred players in the portal. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I think my brain broke because I remember back in my day in the portal, it was 700 guys in my brain broke. So and that, now was, a lot. And that yeah. was three years ago. And now we've doubled that number to 1400. And now we got guys that are winning freshman of the year in a major conference that just won the national championship that says, I need to go somewhere else. You I, know what I mean? Like that, that is why people, I think in some sense, they're, they're freaking out. And then on the other side, you have the people championing this, championing this and saying that these kids deserve. But they're not. To, I'm going to stop you yeah. there. Nobody's actually championing this behind closed doors. That's what's yeah. that's what's interesting to me is that there's not a coach on Eric Musselman is has become has has built a reputation as being a, a transfer guy. He's a portal guy. Uh, he he, yeah. he was he was the portal OG guy. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that that Mus likes this. I think Mus is just like this is the game. I'm going to play the game and I'm going to I'm going to beat everybody at it. Which you know, kudos to him. Whatever kudos. But it it does feel like every single person you talk to in college basketball is a, a, actually. But you know who loves it? The NBA it. media. Yeah, that's who loves it. The yes. draft nicks, the 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 guys that are coming up with their fifteenth iteration of a mock in the past week. <laughs> yeah. They love the transfer portal, and they think that Ben Vanderplas is going to get a much better, bigger opportunity at Virginia, and they're excited to see him flourish. And now I grade him more as a fringe, yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe late first round guy. That's who loves the portal. Do you take a flyer on him? <laughs> He's two years away from being two years away. Give me your top seven. Take a flyer on him, guys. Dude. In this year's draft. I I, I did a draft show. Um, oh, man. I, I did I'm a sorry. show where we were talking about, <laughs> we were talking about the draft. And uh, I, I, I went in prepared to talk about like the guys that are probably going to go top five, top ten. And then um, a couple things happened. Number one, I realized like Shaden Sharp's probably going to go in the top ten, right? I know nothing about this guy. I, I've never seen him never play. Never seen him play. I, I could not tell you. He... <laughs> 
I don't know. I don't know a damn there, thing about him. There was all these rumors. I mean, I don't know if you've seen all this scuttlebutt like about his transcript. Oh yeah. yeah okay. Oh, K- yeah. Kentucky. There's, there's. I a, don't, I don't, I don't want to. I don't know all the details, so I don't want. But there's, there's trouble in Camelot <laughs> over over the Shane Sharp situation. Um, but then I also realized outside the top ten, like I haven't actually paid enough attention to who's staying in the draft and who's not, and yeah. who's testing the waters, and who's. <laughs> who's I mean, here's I here's an easy breakdown for you. <laughs> Everyone at Duke. Leaving. Everyone Other than Jamie Road. Um, and 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 then guys are making announcements now that uh aren't even good enough to warrant an announcement. And they're, and they're saying they're coming back. Like if if you're announcing you're coming back and you're not all American, shut up. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's facts. That's also, or, if if you put your name in the portal and now you're coming back, <laughs> yeah. I think you can announce. I think announce <laughs> that you're coming back because like I think you swerved everybody and you're when you put your name in the portal, everyone thinks you're leaving. So if you put your name in the portal. Uh, then a new coach is hired, and then you're like, you know what? I talked to the new coach. I decided I'm coming back. That might be worthy of an announcement to say you're coming back. But the dudes that are like, just th- th- that are doing what I did as a joke yeah. after 2007 Final Four when I grabbed the microphone, I was like, I- I'm not. Everyone's still changing one more year. I'm, I'm okay. Fine, I'll come back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it was supposed to be a joke. Dudes are doing that for real now, where they're putting out the uh, the graphics and saying, I well, will not be going to Embassy Suites. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the worst part about the graphic is that they're the paragraphs, like the first paragraph is all like thinking God and thinking the team and thinking everything, you know. So you got to get down to the third paragraph before you realize what the decision is. And all of the first, no matter what the decision is, the first two paragraphs you are written the same. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. No matter what the third block <laughs> is, the first two are the exact same. So you're like reading through it and then it's like, with that being said, with that being said, <laughs> I will return to UCLA. With that being said, I will test the waters. With that being said, I will go. I, you know what this has done is it's made me appreciate uh, Goodman and Rostein and 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 that that crew of people that just based because I, I I used to hate that those guys just took these kids' moments and and you know would, mm-hmm. would tweet out where recruits are going five seconds before they announced it or in in some cases five minutes after they announced yeah. it. Whatever. Hold me. Um, but there is actually a lot of value, and uh, a kid puts out a a seven paragraph <laughs> essay that's in a Photoshop picture of him with like flames coming out of his biceps <laughs> <laughs> and he's got the Terminator eyes somehow. Um, and the font is tiny and you can't read it. There is value in just like quote tweeting that and saying like Benedict Matherin to the league. And that's it. Yeah. That's all you say. Like Benedict Matherin is going to the NBA. Hired, comma hired agent. <laughs> Drew Timmy's was the best. Using that, like having having it baked down, so I don't have to read through it all. I do actually appreciate. It. Yeah, yeah. Just give me the thesis statement. What are we saying here? <laughs> we're saying we're leaving. The worst people are the test the waters crowd. You know what I mean? Which is like the did they sign an agent? You know, or did they not? Sign I don't an know. Agent? I don't even know what the waters are anymore. Because you can sign you can America. sign agents, and if they're like NCAA certified, you can still come back. Pick a side, fresh so or I don't salt. Know. I'm tired uh, of the brackish waters. You know what I mean? Pick a side. I don't even know what the waters are anymore. I don't recognize <laughs> yeah, these yeah, waters. Yeah, I don't know these waters. I, these waters. I do not know these waters. If these waters saw me <laughs> on the streets, I would I mean, not recognize. You're them. right. You're right. Um, that, that's where that's where we arrived. And and again, I understand. I sound like I'm a thousand years old, but uh, I, I I think that's where the frustration comes from. Is that like it's just frankly, frankly, we're all like too lazy for this. Like we're oh. it's like how, who can keep track of all this. I, I don't I there's a player I won't say his name but one of the I saw the 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 scuttlebutt that that was going on they're like he signed and he's testing the waters he yeah. signed an agent but then the the backfire and then people were like well he says he might come back but then the the all the back channeling was well this agent is his nil agent 
It's not his, uh, what would be his NBA. Yeah, yeah. So that, yeah, like two other, you're like, I don't know what agent is which, and I don't know who you're signed with. I don't, and the NCAA, they like, <laughs> a lot of stuff is like being called NIL. That's just paying people. You know what I mean? It's not name image likeness deals. It's just like straight yeah. pay for play. But the NCAA has left it so open-ended that it's it kind of like a wink, wink, like everyone, you're like, yeah. you're like, it's name image likeness. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's also going on. So like, Where's, it, it, isn't it? It's crazy. Again, th- th- this is this is hilarious because I'm supposed to know all this stuff. But like, again, I've checked out. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm done it's with it. I'm done trying to, I'm trying, I'm done trying to make sense of it all. Um, It's federal law that, that foreigners can't, Profit off name, image, likeness because of some sort of green card. Thing. But yeah. then Sheboy is making two million dollars yes. because, like, Kentucky's found passed, a loophole. Yeah, they passed some sort of like law or whatever. Which good, in. like I yeah, good on them. Good, good on them. They yeah. should be able to make the money. Um, but, but also Sheboy had to go like meet with Mitch McConnell. And, <laughs> like, he had to pull like. And all I'm yeah. saying is that that is the part of basketball <laughs> that I'm out on. <laughs> you know. Yeah, like that's I'm the, that too. That, that's the frustration for me is that <laughs> I, I I'm going crazy watching the NBA oh, try to become college basketball in the sense of like the, the Adam Silver cannot figure out why people why more three times as many people watch the first round of the NCAA tournament than watch the first round of the NBA playoffs and all the NBA people are scratching their head like how could that possibly be yeah. you know what it is. It's probably it's probably because of the single elimination. It's, That's what it's the single. So pe- what we should, people want a tournament. People want like a single. Yeah. So we're gonna do the playing games, mm-hmm. and then they also they also do like automatic bids in college. I think it's that too, is they do automatic versus like at. So we're gonna do let's like should we do like a tournament in the middle of the season where there's like some sort of incentive that we should we should just do more of the college stuff, and all the college people are like we need to do the NBA's. Yeah, part. We, like, we have to, you know, what would be good adapt. is yeah. the name image likeness stuff <laughs> could turn this into a 12 month a year sport where, where, where people are talking about guys transferring and signing NIL deals all off season. Cause that's sick, man. I see some of the tweets that are out there on NBA Twitter and it's pretty fire. It's pretty dope. And this is, this is Mark Emmert saying this. Yeah. In a, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in a meeting. What if we did some of that, you guys? And, and they're just like, go, it's driving me crazy. Cause it's, that's not the way it's supposed to work. It's supposed to be two separate entities. It's like the the the, the waters are are murky. The bracket. I don't understand these are these brackish waters. waters. I don't like it. We're freshwater guys. Yeah. Or saltwater. I don't know. I don't know what water we are, but we're not in the middle. I'm both right. waters. I like to. Sometimes I like going to the lake. Sometimes I like going to the beach. Yeah. I just want to know that, like. I want to know where I am. I don't want to go to the lake and be and say like we put a bunch of salt in here and we have Stop an artificial wave machine. <laughs> and let me enjoy where I am. Let me enjoy the locale that I'm supposed to be in. Stop trying to make it yeah. different. Stop trying to put beaches at the lake. Uh, so with that being said, is college basketball ruined? Do you think? Do you think uh, like Nigel Pack getting? Here's the other question I have: Why? Why do I know how much money Nigel Pack got to go to Miami and how much money Oscar Shuba got to come back to Kentucky? But some of the other deals we don't know. What like yeah. that's interesting to me. Like I mean, why why is some of all it the Carolina being guys and, came back for the love of the game? I mean, <laughs> what it was? Yeah, I, love I do. That. I do think the one thing the NBA has has figured out with uh, the free agency part is doing it all on the same day. Not it's not all on the same day, but they have the save the announcements for this day, mm-hmm. and then this is our window. You know, Woj, yeah, Shams, get Maybe, out there. Do, do we need that in college basketball, yeah. or, or is is implementing that becoming more like the NBA? And we shouldn't be actively implementing stuff like that but it, it would make it a lot easier to follow because yeah when, when you I have guys like a website that's like transferportal.com 
and I click on it and it has like a ranking and then it has like previous team, new team or like unknown. Like I just need I to think updates. I think our guy Evan Miyakawa made that. He did? I think he really did. I Why think I think yeah I think he has like his ratings of the best, <laughs> okay, well, the best transfers in the portal. Let me go to his website. <laughs> I think he does. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I need. And I and I don't think anyone else, you know, wants to keep up with that. No one well, wants he, to the, stay in the minutiae of it 24/7. Like you said, set your rosters. Tell me how many how many scholarships you have. Here's where here's why I think Let's it's so fascinating it. to me is because unlike a lot of the other stuff like a Coachella or a TikTok or a whatever else the kids are into these days that I mm-hmm. I I just simply don't get. Um, this isn't, this isn't an instance where there's someone on the other side, there's some like 15 year old on a bird scooter, like doing the, the fake dip thing with his fingers. It's like, he does have that. Evan's amazing. Yeah. There's that, there's not, there's uh, unlike, uh, some of that other stuff, there's not a kid on the other side. That's like, get with the times old man and grabbing his nuts as he peels off in his bird scooter or whatever. I, there, there, no one on the other side understands this. Like the people that there's nobody that loves name image likeness. They love the end result and they love the idea of the players getting paid, which I do too. And I, I, I love that that's where we've arrived. There's not a soul on earth that like loves the implementation of this and is like, this is a great system. And I think this system, because <laughs> yes. no one understands it. Exactly. No one knows what it is. Well, it's the wild west. And, and that's what's yeah. like, that's what's crazy to me is that that's like, what I mean by every NIL. Single, everything is not NIL. Every single person you talk to in college basketball, the coaches, the administrators, the the for God's sakes, the players themselves are like we'll talk to we'll talk to guys that are on teams that are some of them have transferred and even they're like, dude, it's crazy out there. <laughs> it's it's a crazy, it's a crazy world. Nobody understands what it is. And I think that's what's fascinating is because everybody is in agreement that this is wild. This is the Wild West. We don't know what it is. And yet there's like this this public persona PR game you have to play where no one you have to be careful you can't be the guy that comes out and says like this is ruining college basketball because if you are you're a grandpa and and you're going to get run over and you you have to adapt and get with the times and and all that Um, I find that fascinating because behind closed doors every single person is like a a little bit scared or a little bit unsure a little bit like what what is this which is why the Jay Wright Roy Williams scuttlebutt of like uh, why are they really leaving has some legs amongst people because Everyone deep down has that deep-seated fear of, wait a second, are we going to lose the reins of this? You know, where it goes completely off the rails. And yeah, and, and yes, we are. I'm here to tell you, <laughs> yeah. we are. I'm here to tell you in our lifetime, yeah. Yeah, yeah, as long as we live. Well, I, I mean, we joke about we this once soon, upon a time but... about, you know, colleges just becoming pro sports. I mean, they're, I mean, think about how many employees like North Carolina University has. You know what I mean? Like there's going to be some time where they're like, I guess we're going to have to add a hundred more employees for the football team and, you know, 22 more employees for the basketball teams and da, 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 da. And, and that might be the world we live in and it's pro sports or semi. I, I think they're taking the quotes away. That's what I think is happening. I think yeah. college, ba- I think college sports have always been, um, there's always been the, 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 the student athlete joke and there's like a tug of war between like yeah. keeping the facade up um, and, and maintaining this idea that, that there's, there's a, we we go pro in something other than sports, and mm-hmm. um, that that whole that that's what's fueled the NCAA forever. And I think this is like the start of of it all chipping away. And that's not me hitting the panic button. It's just like it's plain as day, dude. Like it's going to happen in in our lifetimes that that college sports are going to become professional sports with no quotes. Which is it's going to be exactly what it I is. I would be very worried. There's if no I way were it the can. NBA. Yeah, because like I care way more about Carolina basketball than the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, you know. 
Yeah. And Duke fans care more, more about Duke basketball than the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. And Wake Forest than the Charlotte Hornets. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's just the facts of life. And I mean, that would be uh, something. The SEC, right? The NFL, that would be terrible, terrible for them. Alabama football fans are like, all right, I'm watching Alabama. I don't care about yes. this. This is this is our pro sports. And I these mean, guys can play for as long as they want to. The NFL's already them. declared war on the NBA by doing the uh, Christmas games. You see that? Yeah, I like that. But but that that like the 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 structure of it's <laughs> Roger Goodell's like finish them. <laughs> That's pretty much what it's become though. But like every every league is just becoming like like, like there is no uh, uh, respect, I guess, for like the other. You know, yeah, no, like, ev- not, like, everyone's trying to take the whole pie. Everyone wants the whole pie. That's exactly. And, and why can't you share the pie? And no one knows why, but they're not going to do it. And that we're going to be in this weird murky water. I, I, <laughs> I feel like you and I water. are both. Uh, are you and I are both arriving at the point where we're, we're just like ah, capitalism. God, <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's <laughs> we, like we don't love that we got. Here. But, we love the game. Like at the end of the day, if I. Like I, I was driving in today, right? Yeah. Uh, this is a perfect example. And I'm and this relates all back to Ben Simmons. I'm driving in my car. I got an apple. I'm eating an apple. There's trash cans. I'm driving through the canyons. There's trash cans on the side. I shoot every single time the apple when I get done with it. Try to make it in trash cans. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> like I love shooting. I love like I, it's like a game to me. You know what I mean? I love playing the game. Ball is life. Like that I want to shoot any chance that I get. And it's like whenever we go in a gym, you and I are like, can you give me a basketball? Like I'm itching to shoot right now. And then I watch a guy who's getting paid $100 million, and in his shoot-around, he's passing around. You know what I mean? He doesn't like, even want to shoot. He doesn't or, even want to yeah. shoot and shoot around. When there's no pressure. It's and, not, it's and, not and even about the... I don't want to shoot an apple yeah. in, a, in a bin as I'm driving by because I just want to shoot something. You know what I mean? Because I love I want, I love it. I, I, I'm addicted to it. I want, like, I'm addicted to golf right now. I love the game. So I can't understand people that don't like Are you stopped game. at the stoplight or are you like going 60 miles an no, hour? No, I mean, down it's the- traffic. So like, I mean, I was going by about like 10 and then like I like I I'd see it in front of me and then I gauge it out and I try to time it perfectly to make it. You're doing it out the passenger window? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty impressive. That's love of the game, baby. Jim, you don't understand. I was three for three today. I threw Balls. a drink <laughs> in, threw an apple <laughs> in, and threw a wrapper in. So I was driving by. Pretty good. But well, I just say that like, I want to oh shoot. You know what I mean? Shoot yeah. or shoot. This man does not even want to play the game. You got to love the game. <laughs> Ridiculous uh, analogy aside, I uh, or example aside, I I, I know I know we love the game. Yeah. Um, and I I guess what like as, as I've gotten older and, and I I I uh, observe the the state of where basketball is at, where it's going, all of that sort of stuff. Dave. Like you you realize it is inevitable, and if they blew up college, all all the NCAA like just cease to exist the the you know we had to start from scratch with mm-hmm. the college sports model and you started with the exact same thing they started with in the tw- 1920s and and that is the new that is the model we're going to run it again let's see if this time maybe we can get it right it's going to happen again it's all it, like no matter how many times you run the algorithm it's going to spit out like let's throw more money at this mm-hmm. money equals success like it, it becomes corrupt it becomes you know an arms race like it's always we're always going to lead to this point um and the same is true with the NBA. Like the, the reason Ben, you have guys like Ben Simmons that don't love the game, but like are still there because they're paid an insane amount of money. If yeah. these guys were making a hundred thousand dollars a year, like they were in the sixties and seventies, I bet you would probably weed out the guys that don't want to be there. But for whatever reason, but, he feels like the first one that I genuinely can point to and say he like 
OJ Mayo loved basketball. You know what I mean? Like he's the first, like he's the first one I can look at and I can see that he, it, like it does not matter. And yeah. And the guy likes playing Call of Duty and he's shooting all the time in that game. Like someone convinced him that he should shoot on the court. But uh, that even even that example, the NBA, like you're you're still gonna get to that point because the that if you blew up the NBA and you start paying guys a hundred thousand dollars a year every single season, you're still going to look up in fifty years and there's gonna be guys with twenty four million dollar contracts. That's just, yeah, yeah. like that's how it's always going to work. So I guess um, I want to make this point that like the part of you that that I don't even know if it's nostalgic or just like you sense the world around you is changing and and you want the the old system because there was. As as dumb as it was, it was corrupt back in the day. College sports were corrupt. We understand that, but there was like a a, a purity to it. There was there's a purity to the corruption, Tate. The 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 way the that rules they, to the game. There were rules to the game. It was it was markedly different college basketball versus the NBA. I don't think it's going to be in 20 years. I think they're going to slowly merge into to the exact same thing until they're the full on competition happens where. They are in direct competition with ABA, one another, NBA. and yeah. and March Madness turns into June Madness, so it can go up against the NBA Finals, and <laughs> there, there can only be one, and and that's where we arrive. Um, but there there is a sense of like complaining about this stuff does make you like you're not with the times, or you're uh, the, the most extreme examples. If if you're a college basketball fan and and you want the old system where players aren't uh, uh, jumping around, transfer and every everywhere, and getting name, image, likeness deals. Um, you're a racist, hate obviously, because that is literally slavery, and and you know, like these are these are things that we hear all the time. Loving college basketball, uh, and I guess what's frustrating is that you can at the same time want the players to get paid, understand that like this is an inevitable conclusion. We are going to move towards player empowerment, players transferring, all that's like this is all good. This is all it's inevitable. There's no stopping it. Whatever, but at the same time, say. I, I miss the old product. Like I like it, it makes for it makes for a bad product. Yeah, you can have that opinion. I don't necessarily have that opinion. I think college basketball is great. It's going to continue to be great, but uh, it, it does feel like if you complain about any of the changes going on, no, there's nuance to the conversation. You can you can like bemoan. You can be like, man, I, it sucks that these changes are. It, it, like in the same way, it sucks that I am just simply getting older. Like I hate that. I hate that I have to stretch for thirty minutes before I go play basketball now. I hate that. It's a reality. It's how it works. There's nothing I can do to change that, but I do hate it. Uh, and I, th- I and I think that's where we're at with college sports is where it's like you can't even like kind of talk about this stuff. You can't if you're someone who says I hate name image likeness and I hate the transfer portal. Um, you're immediately cast as as a person who does not want the players to have rights. That the players should suffer. That the coaches should be. Able to, that's not the case. Mm-hmm. I'm all for like I understand that that's what needs to happen, but at the same time, like the game has changed and. I kind of don't recognize the sport that because that 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 is where we're going. I mean, like it's it's going to be in twenty years. It's going to be unrecognizable. For me. It's going to be rebellion. Yeah, exactly. It's almost like uh, it's two sides. It's it's a it's a sliding doors moment, for lack of a better term, you know. And that's why it makes sense why Kay and Roy, Jay Wright, and probably Tom Izzo very soon they are of the old guard and they're going to you know bid their due and then the best thing that we can do in this new iteration of it is try to hope that we don't have, you know, the certain type of characters who do not have the best interest of these yeah. kids, uh, actually running and ruling the sport and, <laughs> and not teaching the game. I mean that the biggest thing that I am worried about is that the game of basketball was taught through school, starting with Chuck Taylor and Hubie Brown. I mean, you move on through history and 
that is where the game was taught and then it was grown. And then mm -hmm. you can see the fundamentals at the highest level when you watch the NBA and you're like, I recognize that. That is the game played at the highest level. I'm worried that we loot that's lost in translation along the path. Mm -hmm. And that is what worries me because it all comes back to the game. I'm worried that the game is going to look so foreign and so different that I, I don't recognize it and it doesn't relate the same way. And that's why people got mad at Steph Curry. Because they're like, I have never in my life seen someone on a two-on-one fast break and the other guy runs to the three-point line. I don't I don't recognize that. I don't get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that was where the frustration came from. What? And that is what you... And, not, and I don't think that's bad at all. I mean, that's just like things that change and they evolve. But that is what the concern... The concern would be, I don't... This game is not the same. And and the response is, well, adapt or die. And yeah. what if... What if... I I don't even know if I feel this way. I'm just trying to like understand this viewpoint. Like if if you're an older person, what if you just say, no, I don't think I will. Like I don't think I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know. Like you're like listen, bro. That's the way the NBA's played. We're gonna shoot 43s a game. Yeah, you just yeah. got to get with the times. Or or and it's like no, it's not going. That's it's not going. That's that's, that's what the Suns and the Bucks said. They said oh, we're gonna dominate inside out, and we're yeah. gonna dominate in the mid range and. They won because that's how you win basketball games when it comes. I don't know, man. Comes down to it. You're right, though. There, there's a difference between the game and I, I guess that's why I've the been business. That's why I've been out on the NBA for since Kevin Durant ruined. You, that's why the business and the show of it all has ruined the game in the NBA. Do you do you care about the game or do you care about the league? Yeah, I care and about the game. And, and I've always the, the NBA to me was always a college all star league. It was like the the best. I watched college basketball. Everyone I up around and everyone I knew watched college basketball. The idea yeah. of people not watching college basketball but being basketball fans was well, insane. Well, it didn't make any made, sense. made zero sense. <laughs> yeah, um, or, or yeah, I mean, yeah. so I always viewed the NBA as you're watching a lot of college basketball. You're watching a lot of the NBA because uh, all these guys you watched in college then go to the NBA and now they make like they make like all star teams, uh -huh. and that's that's how the system works. And yeah. it's like the difference between the NBA and college if you turn it on then you would like actually watch the game. The skill level was obviously very different, but the way the game was played was not that much. And it wasn't, wasn't life wasn't or really death. That, you know what I mean? Yeah. When I watched the NBA games, it was like, oh, great. I'm hoped Antoine Jameson plays great tonight for the Wizards. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, it was, but it was like, I'm just pulling for him because he went to my college and now he's in the league. And, you know, that's my connection. And yada, yada, yada. That's, that is what it is. But now it feels totally different. Now it's the, the yeah. Now it's like the, the, you can care about the game or you can care about the league, but they're like kind of, not Mutually the same exclusive. and yeah. they're not <laughs> yeah and then now like the now college college basketball was always like that was like the 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 moral high ground we had was like we were more in tune with the game than yeah. the NBA was we the played NBA was, basketball yeah, yeah yeah and now college basketball I don't know if they're going towards the I don't know the waters are murky Tate. Right. waters all over the place <laughs> we're trying to make sense of it all but uh no I I uh I, I do think we're headed towards uh, professional basketball and, I, and, and at the college level. And I, I think anyone that doesn't, like, that's not even an alarmist take. I think that's like a very no, obvious, it's the like, that's, obvious. That's so obviously where we're going. And yeah. the alarmist take would be it's going to impact March Madness because all the power conferences are going to say, like, the hell was St. Peter's, dude? Like, why, why was St. Peter's even in the tournament in the first well, place? Did you see the Notre Dame AD would, just said that? Yeah. He said by the time that he retires, that he thinks that the Power Five will have their own conference, like own yeah. division, own, own everything, own league, Super League, which we joked about last year about them forming a Super League, the SEC. That's what the SEC is trying to do, yeah. But the SEC, but those other conferences are like, we don't want to lose the SEC, so why don't we just join up with them and form a Super Conference, and then we get rid of the St. Peter's, we get rid, of, and then they don't realize the ripple effect is like. 
then you disconnect from all of these smaller schools that have this chance to be on the same stage. Now you lose their interest and now they don't want to be a part of it. It's just the, yeah, let's, let's, all hope. of this is to say I'm, <laughs> I'm 34 years old. You're what? 28, 29. Yeah. Um, and we kind of are, <laughs> we, we kind of don't understand what's going on. I can't imagine being a Jay Wright, being a Roy Williams, being a, Bayheim's in it just because Bayheim's trying to catch K at this point, right? Like Bayheim, Bayheim's going to die. Family. On the yeah, I mean, like we talked about, if Jay Wright's, you know, kid was on the team and one of the, I think he's still coach. You know what I mean? Like I, I think true. Like, the lifestyle yeah. for Jim Bayheim. Of course, he loves the lifestyle. He gets to go to and Carabas. he doesn't watch film. He doesn't watch film. <laughs> Jim Bayheim has said for years, he's like, I, I don't, I don't mess with that. I don't, I don't mess with film. So like maybe the the demands of the job, <laughs> um, which are bearing themselves out when you watch Syracuse basketball these days, you're like, yeah, it, it kind of checks out that Jim Bayheim's not crying not to watch. tape. Yeah, he's not watching film. Who watches oh. more film, Jim Bayheim or Ryan Rosillo? It's, like, <laughs> it's a landslide. It's a landslide. <laughs> oh man. So I, I, I guess to to bring it full circle, the 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 um. I, I understand why those discussions happen. The next guy that retires, everyone's going to say, is this because of name, image, likeness, and portal stuff? And they can say it's not all they want, but uh, like Roy never said that, right? Like Roy never like explicit. But but like I said, there there is a song and dance to that because at the moment, if Roy Williams retired, he goes to his retirement press conference and say, Roy, why are you doing this? And he's like, uh, name, image, likeness, and transfer portal is change the game to the point that I don't even recognize it. So I'm just stepping away because this this whatever this is has passed me by. Yeah. He knows that the takeaway is that he wants to like keep players under his thumb and he wants like sure. players to not have But the reality of the situation and, is yeah. that Roy Williams is one of the best recruiters in college basketball history. As an assistant coach, he recruited Michael Jordan. I mean, you go through like who he recruited and and who went to go play for the guy, one of the best recruiters ever. But the pageantry of recruiting to him was people. And it was always primarily people and having those conversations as people. Now you go into a meeting with a kid and their family, you're talking business. Yeah. And, 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 and I think that has something to do with it too. Like the, it's, it's tailored differently and you're like, that's just not what, what I, I what I, what I'm saying is it a hundred percent had something to do with why you retired, but you will never say it publicly. Of course. Can't. And I, I guess that's fascinating to me is because like, we all know what's going on, but at the same time we can't say it, but at the same time, everybody's saying it. Yeah, to each other. At the same time. <laughs> Everyone like, what, what is this yeah. era we found ourselves in? Um, so I, I kind of just want to hit the fast forward button and I'm just like, just just break the dam already. Just like, yeah. let it let it go. Let's fit, let's stop having the Wild West. Let's like actually establish what are the regulations here? <laughs> yeah. Like, is, are there, what is this? Yeah. What, is this? what are we doing here? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, that's that. What else is going on? I don't know. I think that was like a good offseason uh, in IO. We'll probably talk about it again. Of course. Of course. Well, there will be more and more updates, but I, I think that was a good dump. Do you have uh, NBA thoughts? I'm We're recording this. Uh, yeah. I, the, the Nets and the uh, the Celtics are about to tip off, I think, game four. But Yeah, um, I mean, my, my main thought is like going into the playoffs, I thought that it was going to be the Bucks and the Suns again. I thought the Suns were going to have the bodies to beat the Bucks. I thought they had four guys that could take 25, 20 fouls, whatever, 25 fouls away um, from Giannis. And with this whole Devin Booker thing, I've been thrown for a loop. I really thought the Suns were going to win the title. Mm-hmm. And the Pelicans, I mean, that is that is my favorite series so far, the Suns and the Pelicans. So I've been locked in on that series. Uh, the Celtics and the Nets, I mean, that's... You think the, the Pelicans can beat the Suns? I think the Suns are going to win the series, but I think the, the Pelicans are going to take them to seven. Dude. Remember we were in New Orleans and uh, 
shout out our guy Derek. And we're uh, a Derek, local. Yeah. He's a local. He's a New Orleans guy, and we were uh, we were out to lunch with him, and uh, uh, I I said something about like I was like you know being a small market guy, it sucks knowing that you're never gonna win an NBA title and you're never actually gonna be good. Like it sucks like being from a part of the country where yeah. The NBA. We're saying that as Pacers, Hornets. Yeah, you know as, I mean? as like, the NBA yeah. is currently constructed, like the two examples are that that buck that trend are Giannis going to the Bucks. Yeah, um, where I, I I guess that's that's one of the uh, the blueprints is like draft a foreign guy that doesn't realize that Milwaukee is not as cool as New York. And no, he realizes it. He, or, just, or he like, just like doesn't he, care. Like, they love me when I'm yeah, yeah. nobody. Which, yeah, yeah. Because I feel the same way with Jokic in Denver. Like I don't really get it. I could be proven wrong, but I don't get a sense that he's trying to get out of Denver to, go no. to you know, I mean, play for the Clippers. Even Embiid like, in Philly. I mean, Embiid's like, I'm happy here. You yeah, know, I'm not yeah, like, going like, anywhere. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't. Think, yeah. <laughs> so your 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 hope as as a small market is to draft a guy who doesn't understand that. You, yeah, or does under whatever. Yeah, like is not from here, so yeah. doesn't like buy into the reality show of the NBA bullshit. He's like, I just want to play ball, man. I don't care where I, where I live. Uh, or what the Cavs did, which is have a kid grow up down the street that's like a, a once in ten billion generational player, talent, yeah. Um, and and then guilt him into coming back home or whatever. Uh, so I I said this and I was like, like the Pelicans, it's cool that they might make the playoffs because at the time I think they were in the they were still like doing the play in. I think they were the nine seed. They were play they were yeah. playing their way into the play in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said it, it it just sucks knowing that the Pelicans will never do anything to know. And Derek was like, "No, hang on a like." Derek, Derek was like shook by this. Yeah, he's like, "What are you talking about? What are you talking about, dude?" Like, CJ McCollum, we got a good here. core. We yeah. got a good <laughs> Brandon Ingram. Yeah, Would have, you, just, have you watched Herb Jones all year? Uh, I mean, the the cool thing about the Pelicans is that it is it, it to me kind of it it reminds you of why it, basketball is so cool because you throw in a guy like CJ McCollum who is such a great leader on a basketball court and then you put him next to a supreme talent like Brandon Ingram yeah. and then they've like come together and mesh and CJ's whole career were like him and Dame just don't fit with each other right the puzzle doesn't quite fit and then he's like perfectly placed with this guy Brandon Ingram and Ingram played on Chris Paul's AAU team like he was on team CP3 this guy is known like it is an idols becomes rivals moment where Chris Paul used to mentor and teach this kid and now he's like I'll meet you out back. That's what he was saying to Chris Paul. You know what I mean? And I'm watching Brandon Ingram, who is now like facing Chris Paul. And, you know, I don't know. I got a lot of respect for the Pelicans. And Willie Green was on staff with Monty Williams. So he knows all about the Suns. He knows their plays. You know, like, it's just a great series. And I've had a lot of fun watching it. And like you said, I mean, there was no hope with the Pelicans. And not to mention, they have a generational talent sitting on the bench doing 360s before the game. I mean, if he comes back, they could win a title. I mean, right? Like, if CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, and Zion Williamson are out there, but I guess night, my my cynical small market point of view is that Zion's asking for a someone's going to ask for a trade. Zion's someone's asking gonna, for a yeah, trade right now. Like, he already is asking for a trade. No, I mean, because I I've seen this movie before, and you just like get excited about the idea of all these guys coming back and staying together. And then, I mean, it's OKC. Yeah, yeah, yeah OKC another 2012. Everyone's like, dude, these guys are going to win like five titles together. Yeah, traded that summer. Yeah, <laughs> James Harden literally got <laughs> traded after the finals. Ah, man. Yeah, I mean, do you have a favorite? Do you have a team that you're like the Celtics? Uh, the, the definitely the Boston okay. Celtics. I look at the Celtics and I think to myself, um, I who's beating the Celtics? Yeah, I <laughs> people want to say that defense isn't played in the NBA these days, mm-hmm. and I watch the Boston Celtics, and I just like I'm in my I'm in my living room. This is true. The other night I was watching the game by myself, and I'm watching the way. 
that some of their rotations and, and just kind of the way they're making it hard on Durant and Kyrie is the, I stood up, Tate, and I saluted my TV. I didn't even give him a standing ovation. <laughs> I saluted Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Yeah. And I said, thank you for bringing defense back to the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't, defense wins championships. I think that the Boston Celtics, uh, culture wins championships as well. And I think the marriage of the defense with the culture, um, I don't see how the Celtics don't get this done. Yeah. I don't, I, I really don't. And Jason Tatum is, uh, you know, like top seven player at least. Yeah. MVP next year. <laughs> MVP. So, um, I, I that's would, my favorite. I, yeah, the, the I, I, I didn't fill out a bracket, but if I did, I, I'm filling out. I'm filling out. Uh, I don't know what culture is. That's what I learned. Uh, between the Heat culture, the Celtics culture, the Nets lack of culture. Um, I think culture. Um, I it's kind of like nil. It's like it's like this uh, ubiquitous term that you can just throw out, and people are like, "Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about." But I think I, I do think there is something to talking about everyone's culture because uh, I, I know people roll their eyes at it because everyone, you know, it's, a, it's an overused word. What a lot of people think, but. Uh, I do think there's something about like like I I think the Brooklyn Nets have culture. It's a shitty culture. It's a it's a it's a horrible culture. It's a culture that it's uh, a me first culture. But, but I think the idea of a culture for a basketball team is like a defined um, when people say what that they just say the name of the team. You kind of have an idea of what like like that was the reason when Villanova and, and Houston played in the tournament. Yeah. Um. And culture we said culture seventeen thousand times leading into that game. It's because when you say Villanova basketball, it doesn't matter what the names on the back of the jersey say as long as Jay Wright's the coach which yikes I guess that's not going to happen anymore but uh, as long as Jay Wright was I'm there I'm glad we said it that many times I know Yeah. whoever it didn't matter what group of guys he had you know whether they're winning losing whatever else that all of them are going to be playing like a certain type of basketball they're all going like you know what to expect when you're you're it, it, it's familiar it's well defined the same was true with Houston yeah this year um so I guess that's it. You know, that's it. I guess it's like the teams that have like like the Lakers have a culture. I think the Lakers and the Nets have culture, and it's it's an absolute Ed. mess. It's bad. It's a yeah. disaster. But uh, you know, that's what it is. Yeah. I I am so glad the Nets are. I I want the Nets to win tonight. I, I guess by most by the time most people hear this, the game will be over. But uh, I do want the Nets to win because I want to watch Ben Simmons try to figure out a way to not play in Game Five. But um, did you see the did you my see God, the Game so Four excuse? He woke up. He woke up. And it was like had a back. Yeah, he's like yeah. back. Same, dude. That's every day. That's like, I, I live. I yes. I have sympathy for people with back problems. As someone with back problems, but you cannot say and and leak. Not even say you can't leak that you're going to play in Game Four, which is a day and a half after Game Three, and act like it's a major. Di- that was that was driving me insane. That he couldn't play in Game Three, but he was going to play in Game Four. Yeah, I'm like, wouldn't you just try in Game Three? Try Game Three. Yeah, like or at least go through warmups and be like, can't do it. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, what do you just go through warmups? Like, it, there is like a conscious decision to be like, I'm going to wear this outfit as opposed to going through warmups and then sitting over in in normal game attire. You know what I mean? Like, you would rather wear that than that. That blows my mind. That makes no sense to me. I really don't understand it. I, I, I'm just from the outside looking in and I care about mental health. You and I both care about mental health. That, <laughs> this is ridiculous. It's not mental health. This is not mental health. Like, th- this is ridiculous. And he's filing a grievance to get $20 million. That's a lot of money to wear that outfit. And he's not even that good. That's the other part. Dude, don't even get me started. That's what's... Uh, he's a great defender. 
Yada, yada, yada. I'll say that. But like, if you won't shoot the basketball in your open, I want him don't to, like the game. I want him to have to, I want to see, I want to see the, I want this to go to seven just to see. But I, but I also say that as a guy, I absolutely hate the Nets. I, I have proudly hated Kevin Durant from the moment he, he, uh, so that, that was a, that was another deal where like when Durant went to the Warriors and people were like he, he should have the freedom to do it. Well, what? Why is it his fault? That why can't? Why he would have done the same? All that? I'm like all <laughs> that's great. Like I'm not saying throw the man in prison. I don't think yeah. he belongs in prison for doing what he did. <laughs> but uh, you know, as a consumer of the product, I'm going to say I don't want this product anymore. I'm 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 yeah. out on this. Well, it's I'm also out, and, people tune now because every year it was like well, okay, well the Warriors are going to win. I think Kevin Durant, every time you mention Kevin Durant's name, talking about and for the rest of his career, I think it should be Kevin Durant, comma, the dude who had a 3-1 lead on the Golden State Warriors, blew the lead, and then joined a 73-win team to win two titles that everyone now views as fraudulent, comma. Today said, and, and like continue the story, whatever the story is. That should be, like I, the fact that yeah. somehow that doesn't, I mean, it does live with them in the streets. We know that. The, well, the, the real, the real it, basketball great, fans live with them. It's great for me as a Steph Curry believer yeah. and, and a defiant person during that period that he was the finals MVP. But, you know. But the people that, the, 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 the real fans won't ever let him live it down. But, yeah, like, for some reason he. Uh, I like Kevin. I do not. I, Kevin, if you're watching this, tweet at me. <laughs> bring it on. I do not like you. I have not liked you for years. You ruined the NBA. Yeah. It's clear as day. And uh, you know you did, which is why... I think why he has the two worst teammates in history. You got in insecure history. about it. He has the two worst teammates in history. The best thing that happened to Kyrie Irving, though, was Ben Simmons. Is Ben Simmons makes Kyrie oh, Irving yeah, look like yeah. an angel. Yeah, yeah. you're like, if someone starts talking about the mess going on with Brooklyn this year, they're like, yeah, I know Ben Simmons. Man. I know, exactly. Which I think, he's the perfect fall guy. He should win fall guy of the year at the Duffies next year. We should have a new category, fall guy of the year. Uh, Steve Nash loves it too, by the way, because Steve Nash was living in in like Manhattan <laughs> Beach and had a sick life, just Great like going life. to the beach and surfing and playing yeah. beach volleyball and doing God knows what. And everybody doing Bleacher Report soccer analysis, dude, like he was having a great. He time. had the sickest life, and then an opportunity comes up to win an NBA championship that he never won as a player, and he's like, "Done, let's do it. Yeah. Ring chase, sign me." And the, what what do I have to do? And you're like, "Nothing, Steve. Here's the deal." Here's Kyrie's the, like, "We don't even need a coach. Here's you the funniest, show up, here's the funniest part, Steve. You don't have to do anything. We're gonna we're bro- we're in Brooklyn now. These aren't the New Jersey Nets. We're gonna get every free agent you, you'd ever want. We're gonna have guys demand trades here. Yeah, the the path is there for you. All you got to do is show up and cross your arms, and uh, we'll get you a title. And now look at him. Now look at him. So there you go. You got, a, you got a tea time. You want to get out of here? No, no, no. I was just uh, just thinking about Steve Nash. I mean, what he had a great life. I mean, his Manhattan Beach life was amazing, and he threw that all away for this. And now people are like, this guy's a joke. You know what I mean? Like. It's all about how you're last remembered a lot of times with people. And like Jay Wright, when we remember him, we'll remember him at the mountaintop. You know what I mean? That's why it was great to leave the way that he did. Steve Nash, if he gets fired, as it's reported, I mean, people were going to say he was one of the worst coaches. And, and you know, yeah. especially he didn't if, know the game. Well, especially if like Mike D'Antoni or someone comes in next year and then like they look incredible. You know what I mean? It was a lose-lose situation. That That is a... Uh... I, I, I don't get it. All right. That's enough. Do you want to, North Carolina thoughts? Or I mean, the, the thoughts are simple. I mean, they're coming. North Carolina is coming. I'm excited to watch. Uh-huh. Um, I'm really happy that Caleb was, you know, I mean, he waited literally to the last minute. I mean, there were people up into the 11th hour that were like, I think he's going to go in for the draft now. He, he <laughs> you know, so we is didn't it the know. deadline. The deadline was on Sunday. Was it really? He had to test the water. See, I didn't even know that. Yeah, not yeah. even kidding. I had no idea. That's why that's why his announcement came out no right idea. before the deadline. Yeah. But yeah, I'm really excited. I, I love this group. I love this team. 
I think that uh, everyone uh, has been putting out negative stuff. You know, they're the UCLA 2.0. And I want to remind people, UCLA was great this year. I'm really confused I, by that, too. The UCLA... The, like, it's like a knock. It's like not this a year's knock. UCLA team. I, I don't think that's a knock. I mean, UCLA could have beaten Carolina. And in their mind, they should have beaten Carolina. And they would have gone to the Final Four. And I'm not sure they would have beaten Duke, but it would have been a good game. And if they had gone back-to-back Final Fours, everyone would be like, UCLA 2.0, yeah. that's great. You know what I mean? So UCLA had a pretty good season. Like, I, I guess all the COVID, told... They had COVID and all that Yeah, stuff. they were yeah. done for... Uh, uh, yeah, they had a COVID pause for an entire month. That hurt the Hawkes's whole... ankles were exactly. messed up. Juzang was dealing with injuries all year. Arizona uh, was the, the bell of the ball in the Pac-12. You know what I mean? The so all told, it was a disappointing season for UCLA, but I don't... Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of confused by that too. I think people are talking about UCLA like they were 500 this year. No, exactly. And it's I don't, very like if Carolina is in fact UCLA, you're going to be disappointed. I we should say that if if mm-hmm. if Carolina has the season next year that UCLA had this year, you're not going to be showing up to these shows like with your sticking your chest out saying like we're awesome. But it's also like not. Yeah, I mean, if they lost in the Sweet 16, they'd be like, yeah, that sucked. And didn't win the ACC. <laughs> yeah, didn't exactly. win. Yeah, yeah, didn't really win anything. Yeah, that's a bummer of a season. But of course, given well, the context what, of what it, what's great about it is that I thought when we left New Orleans that North Carolina had turned a page with all of these college basketball media people, and the good news is that they haven't. What do you want? What are you talking about? Just Literally every single human being that that even pays a shred of attention to college basketball has North Carolina as the number one team in the country. Andy Katz. What, does. What, what Shout do you, out to Andy Katz. What do you want? What What is this? This is no. This, I mean, this, this look, is. I, I'm good. I'm good. I don't need anything. I'm just. I'm just happy that they are. I mean, I'm happy that it's exactly what it is. That doesn't make a guy. Make a goddamn sense. It's exactly what it is. I don't, I don't understand what that means. The perception has not changed, which is great, and I'm happy about it. The North perception Carolina of North Carolina has not changed. No, which is good. Oh boy, I'm Jim! Happy. Jim, we gotta delete all the pictures of me wearing all the Carolina stuff from the final. It's floor. good. I'm. Uh, this is bad. Off season champs, first this time. Is, this is bad. First time since '08, actually. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. I I honestly feel so secure that I I don't really have to talk about it. I'm just excited for the season. You know what I mean? Like I I I don't like off season championships. I'm not a Duke fan. I'm not a Duke fan. All right, let's get out of here. This is the uh, can we get can we get the story the Kyle what? story? Or should we save it for Friday? Oh, save it for Friday. All right, save it for Friday. What what the Kyle? Oh, Kyle got engaged. Yeah, save it for Friday because I want to I want to hear like the full I want the full get Kyle on the Dang. show, dude. Yeah, I want to I want Kyle on the show. Can we? Can yeah? Can we? All right, deal. All right, that sounds like a great Friday show. That sounds like the first casual Friday of the off season that I want to have. Thanks.